There we are. Season two. Welcome to the Demand Better Podcast, where we are your consumer guide to all things in the health, fitness, and wellness space. I am your host, and I, Corona, and I am joined by my partner in Superior, Colorado, Dr. Bo Babenko. What up, Bo? What up? I like a little Eminem to start my day, um, so I'm glad that's the walkout song for our ex- distinguished. I was going to say extinguished. That is not. I'm still working on words. But before we but before we, we introduce him, let's do a little business here. Before we dive in with our special guest, I want to remind everybody that we are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. Listen, man, I'm super excited today. Today, we have my dear friend, a dear, dear friend of mine, a healer, a teacher, and one of the most compassionate people I know. He is doing some serious work. And and working with helping men excel and break through barriers, as he puts it, it's helping your fitness. So you, I'm sorry, as he puts it, it's getting men to get their balls back and reignite their relationships with much excitement. Welcome, my dear friend, founder of Man on Fire, Dr. David Naylor. David, so excited to have you. What's up, man? So long. What's up? So good to see you, Corona. It's been too long, man, since we spent some good times together in New York back in the day when you were training the Ravens and you were a fitness pro and guru of Manhattan. It's always an honor and a privilege to spend some time with you. Oh, dude, I, I've been super, super psyched. I've been telling Bo a lot about you. And, dude, let's just let's just chop it up. Let's get right into this thing. You are doing some serious, serious work. I've gone through all your stuff. I know you started this thing in 2015, this Man, man on Fire, which – is really at when you started it wasn't in that kind of like that woke thing with man and male tech so you really started it way before this whole process talk to me about how you got involved so because you were you're you're a doctor of chiro- you're a chiropractor you worked with me for a period of time um how'd you get into this move to la talk to me talk to me yeah thanks d and and uh thanks for asking that question and if at any point you need to cut me off otherwise i'll just keep talking about it but uh i think you know you and i similar in age i'm, I'm a 55 year old man you look back on your life and you realize, you know, there's things that you're passionate about that you want to do, which for me was chiropractic and getting into the health field and wanting to help people live healthy lifestyles. And, you know, without health, you have nothing. And then there comes a point in life where you're in search of your deeper purpose, your deeper mission. And it's not so much what you want, but what's wanted of you or what's wanted from you, from the big guy upstairs, God. And, uh, really what was wanted of me was to teach humanity how to have uh, the healthy masculine, how to be a man in today's world where you have a beautiful balance of your feminine energy and your masculine energy, and in a very responsible and mature way, live a life that's not in your head, but it's in your heart, and show up powerfully for the feminine, this this beautiful sacred flower that was once a little girl that all she wanted was to be guarded and protected. And we forgot as men. And so you have so many men that are living in their hurt, living in their wound or living overly alpha and out there hurting women physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And we at Man on Fire, we recognize we want to be the guardian protector and gatekeeper to the feminine's heart. We want to make sure that they feel safe to show and reveal the fullness of who they are. And the only way that that can happen that I've experienced in 55 years of being alive is for a man to up-level his frequency, up-level his tone, up-level his consciousness, where he becomes more aware and more awake. And in being more aware and more awake, he now feels compelled to take on the sacred responsibility of living more fully into the congruence of who God made him to be. But when you're asleep, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt others. So we're here to wake men up, get them back into their hearts, get them out of their head, and live a life with passion, with power, and with purpose. Oh, dude, that's great. I, I'm going to I'm going to go with background, do a little bit of background because your wife works with with women, correct? Yeah, she has a company called Wild Woman in Love, where she helps women who have hardened, who you know have turned to career because they've been disappointed or didn't have safety as a little girl in the masculine. So they shut down, they kind of put their head down, went to work, have an overly developed masculine. She helps them soften and open up to love again. She also works with the men in my community and together we also do relationship coaching. So we're covering it from every angle. 
That's awesome. Bo, that's right up your angle, too. Yeah, my wife's a sex and relationship therapist. I think uh, we bring her up often, so the, the listeners are familiar with that. Um, it does it does ask the question, so what kind of work is this? So, I'm again, I'm, I'm just kind of – David did not – Corona, not the other David. Um, mm-hmm. Two Davids and a Bo. Uh, what happens when two Davids and a Bo walk into a bar? It sounds like a bad joke starting, no? Um, but David, Corona did not give me the update on exactly what you do. Uh, so yeah, I, I hear all the things. I hear the mission statement, the vision. Um, I, I love it. I want to ask a lot of other questions, but just, just break it down for us real simple of, is this in-person group sessions, is virtual sessions, a one-on-one coaching? Go, go, give us that whole uh, layout. Yeah, thanks for asking, Bo. So there's thousands of hours, literally, of free content that I have out on different social platforms. And then for the guys that want to take a deeper dive, for the guys that want a higher level of support, challenge, and accountability, we have coaching programs. And we have everything from virtual coaching programs to our signature in-person live four-day Man on Fire Rising immersion. It's four days where 32 men are with myself and my team. And most of them walk in sleepwalking in a hypnotic state, either addicted to a life of complacency where everything's good in their life, but they know they're built for more. They know that they can reach a level of extraordinary and phenomenal, or some of them are coming in in pain. Maybe they're not happy in their marriage. Maybe they've um, built a series of lies or have been out of, out of integrity and leaked their energy. And they want to find that fire again. They want to get back that passion. They want to be authentically in their power and be able to face and confront everything in their life that they've been running from. And so our, the main way that we help people is through that signature four-day immersion, which we run roughly 10 times a year. And uh, no man will ever go through the four days and not come out an exchanged version of himself, where he truly comes home into the remembrance of who he is and um, is lit up. He's inspired. He's on fire. And he's ready to take on life. And then from there, lots of guys, roughly 70% of the guys that end up coming to one of our four-day events end up joining us for a year-long deep dive into our inner chamber, where that involves lots of Zoom calls, lots of personalized coaching and ways to keep them supported post-event. Because I I came from the world of seminars, you know, Tony Robbins, Landmark, all these different seminars. And there's so many brilliant seminars out there, but one of the problems that we run into is that there's not support uh, after the program. So within two weeks, most people go back to the same old life, same old patterns, same old ways. So we've set it up, or I'd said differently, I've set it up with that understanding of knowing what happens to a person after a seminar. So our programs are nine years now into its optimization where we've made it virtually impossible for a man to hide, a man to run, a man to escape, and he has no choice but to grow. So it, our community is not for everyone. Let me be clear. It's for the guys that are really ready to genuinely grow as a man in this world. It's not for somebody that's just trying to get out of pain. You have to have a deeper desire to want to show up in your mature masculine and be a leader in this world. So we're, we're seeking the men that know deep down they're leaders but feel like they've been a, a phony or a fraud. How big is your staff? I mean, th- this is a it's a huge on-taking. Yeah. You know, it's a huge on-taking. And I know the post-work you do is going to be even bigger. So what's your staff like? And, and how do they become counselors? How do they get into so that we know that they are following the mission and doing what you want them to do? Yeah, thanks for asking, David. For starters, no one makes their way to my team unless they're living what they're teaching. So what humanity is hungry for right now, especially the masculine, and this is what the feminine wants from the masculine, is congruence. There's lots of amazing teachers out there. However, there's very few that are living what they're teaching. And so what humanity needs right now is congruence, meaning who are you behind uh, closed doors when no one's watching? Are you really living the principles? Are you really living a life of integrity, of authenticity, and really operating from your heart, not your head? And so the coaches on my team have been personally trained by me, um, very aware of what's going on in their life, the trials and the tribulations, and they've earned their way into this spot. So to answer your question, we have over 10 members on our team. We have elite coaches that are trained like rock stars to take guys from A to Z. And I, I couldn't be more proud of the team that we've built because these are men who They pour in blood, sweat, and tears, and it's all driven from a place of service. They get nothing in return, meaning it's not driven by their need for significance. It's not driven by their need to try to get out of their own pain. There is a genuine hunger and desire to want to be of service to our fellow brothers. 
That's great. Great. And I got to follow up on that too. Cause, and then, you know, I'm just curious again, for the sake of the, the whole theme of our podcast here of demanding better. And, and it's not the end of the world in terms of obviously the most important thing of what certifications and letters are behind someone's name. Cause if they can provide the value, uh, you know, I always say cost is what you pay, value is what you get. And then, yeah. uh, you know, something on a business card doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get you outcomes. And, and there's a lot of problems with all the systems we have in place. But bringing that all back, uh, curious. So you're a chiro- chiropractor by training. But then tell tell me or give us a little bit of a background of what brought you here. Did you do some life coaching? You mentioned that the, the seminar circuit, Tony Robbins, all that stuff. But do you have other certifications or, or what kind of uh, things are, are bringing you in that direction? Yeah. I'm I'm smiling because one of my one of the favorite things I ever heard Tony Robbins say when he was early on in his career and he was really helping a lot of people and somebody stood up all disgruntled wanting to know what his degrees were and he answered the person and and I'll answer you the same way playfully he said I have a PhD in fucking results and that's the answer is that uh, I figured out a system that's reproducible that's getting results for men but my background is I grew up in a household where my father was uh, physically violent towards my mother. They knew how to love me, but they didn't know how to love each other. So I didn't really have a masculine role model. And like many, many young boys growing up, my dad uh, moved out when I was 13 at my request. So I grew up in what some people would term uh, a broken home. So I always had a desire to want to build family, create family and, and, um, show men how to be men and how to show up in their mature masculine and not wear the shame and the guilt from the things that they're, they're punishing themselves for what they did in their past. Like how do you, in spite of that rise and still show the world who you truly are. And I was also blessed with the sacred privilege of holding my father's hand for his last breath. And it was a breath of regret. It wasn't one of triumph and one of victory. It was one of regret. And I'll never forget that because I knew that at that moment, I was given that opportunity and that privilege to carry the torch and go in life where my father couldn't go. So rather than feeling upset about it, rather than feeling like, why couldn't he do this? Why couldn't he do that? I saw it as a beautiful invitation of take over the torch and carry it where I couldn't carry it. And so from my background as you know, a little boy with my dad moving out to holding my dad's hand for his last breath, to going through a divorce that I didn't see coming, which really woke me up to how asleep I truly had been and wanting to up-level and be a better man, be a better human being so that I show up more powerfully for the feminine and for the world. I have a beautiful background coupled with 25 years as a professional chiropractor and understanding how patterns that we hold in our body from different hurts, wounds, and traumas eventually play out as stuck patterns in life. So I have a really phenomenal understanding of how to resolve those patterns in the body to help a man resolve them in his life. And you guys both know this, to, to try to get through somebody's mind, to try to coach them through their head is very challenging because yeah. we have the, the pirates in our head, the ego that wants to argue. And my mastery is in doing somatic work. I know how to work with the body. I know how to fly below the radar of the mind and how to get to the underlying patterns before the brain can shut it down and the ego and the defenses start to kick in. My whole thing is how to get through the defense mechanisms. And along those lines, I'm curious, do you integrate some of your chiropractic training into any of this work? I'll say that um, my background of 25 years is definitely incorporated into the work that we do. And I've taken it outside of the domain of Man on Fire, but absolutely some of the tools and technologies that we use to facilitate in the breakthroughs with the men have a lot to do with the training that I have from my past. Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, Very no, it's, cool. It, it's, it's, it, it's amazing, Dave. Um, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. So, so let's, let's kind of break this down a little bit. So when you look at society and you're looking at men, what are the biggest issues that come across that we deal with that you see that you see on a repetitive basis, what is really like the top three things that you see from men coming at you? If there's a top three, yeah, everything's, in, everything's individual. Yeah, there, there's a there's a top three, four, five. One of which is most most men have become addicted to a life of drama and problems. You know, you can't talk to somebody without them sharing in with you what's not working in their life. So we become addicted to drama and to having problems, and so we recreate it. 
Number two is men have become addicted to a life of complacency, neutrality. Everything's good. Everything's fair. Everything's okay. Everything's bland. Everything's ordinary. And that is a recipe for disaster because no man was built to have a good life. We were built for extraordinary. We were built for phenomenal. And you can get caught up in the anesthetized coma of being complacent. Number three, men are stuck in their head. They're disconnected from feeling. They're disconnected from their emotions. They're disconnected from living in their hearts. And so it's challenging for them to engage in intimate relationships, whether it's with their children or whether it's with their significant other. And when a woman can't feel you, she can't trust you. When she can't trust you, she won't be intimate with you. And later in life, that's called divorce. So I'm here to get guys out of their head, back into their bodies. I'm here to wake them up from the understanding that you weren't born to have a life that's good and fair and okay. You were born for extraordinary and wake them up into being a masculine leader that they were truly born to be. And, um, that's the main problems that guys are dealing with, coupled with most men think that they're the only ones that are going through the problems they're going through. They actually have these feelings of being a fraud or being a fake or being a phony. They don't like who they're seeing in the mirror. They're trying to portray themselves differently to everybody else. But deep down, if you ask a guy, who do you see when you look in the mirror? Nine out of 10 will tell you, I see a fake, I see a fraud, I see a phony, I see somebody that's full of shit. And they don't know where to go with that because they actually think they're the only ones thinking like that. So we create a safe space for guys to be vulnerable and to share their deepest, darkest stuff that they've pushed down, lies that they've that they've uh, been selling the world to, including themselves. And we help them still in that process feel loved as opposed to judged because most men are terrified that if they would reveal what they've buried, then love will be withdrawn People won't like them anymore. In a minute, if there's time, I'll give you a quick story that will totally encapsulate what I'm talking about. Go for it now. Go for it. So, yeah, so um, one of my clients who's been with us for a few years, he found his way to us um, because his brother-in-law was a client. And um, two weeks prior to finding us, he tried to take his life in a bathtub with a razor blade. And no one could possibly understand why he would do this. He had three incredible daughters. He married his high school sweetheart, who's gorgeous and a phenomenal woman. He was the um, most popular person at church. He ran a very successful business, made multi-million dollars, had every car, every home any guy could ever ask for. He, he had the perfect life and everyone wanted to be like him. And just to protect the privacy, I'm just going to call him Alan. And so then why, why the hell would Alan want to take his life? And the answer was that he had multiple affairs behind his wife's back and he got caught. And he somehow convinced himself, this is what the ego does, this is what the pirates in the mind do. And I, I we teach men how to put the pirates to work as opposed to them taking over your ship. He thought that there's no way that my family is going to forgive me. There's no way my wife is going to forgive me. There's no way the church will forgive me. My coworkers will forgive me. My kids will forgive me. So maybe the best solution is to just leave because then they'll get a healthy amount of money from the insurance company. So I'll just exit this world. Thank God he found his way to man on fire. Thank God we helped, we helped Alan like rebuild his self-worth, take full responsibility for everything that he did, understand why he did the things that he did. And fast forward, within a few months, the family fully forgave him. Everyone forgave him. And if anything, he's free because he finally came clean. He shed all the lies, all the bullshit. He was able to look people in the eyes because he's no longer hiding anything. And then he realized the only judgments that are coming back at him were from the people that didn't clean up stuff in their own life. It no longer belonged to him. And you know, today he's still happily married. And it just was a matter of learning how to face all the stuff that he didn't want to face have the courage to dig up all the hurts and wounds and traumas that made him act out in such a way, which is basically when you feel unworthy and unlovable. We all have our vices, whether it's porn, whether it's affairs, whether it's weed, whether it's alcohol, whether it's overworking and making more money. We all have ways to compensate. and But guys don't know how to clean up their life. They're terrified to confront. And some go as far as taking their own life rather than face the fire. We're here to help men face the fire. Incredible. Uh, well, you got a question? Um, I, I wanted to maybe shift a little. I, I don't know if you had a, if you wanted to continue off of that Corona in terms of that story, but my thought is, uh, and I've done a lot of work on masculine feminine as well. I've read way of the superior man, David 
Dita, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but <laughs> uh, you also, some other stuff that came up for me, Body Keeps the Score, um, Van der Kolk is, is the author there, and then Awareness by Anthony DeMello, a lot of different themes and, and concepts going there. But I'm curious about the masculine feminine, because I think when a lot of people hear that, obviously, and, and I think we've just hearing so far, you've used it a little interchangeably, but uh, obviously it's not just men. So I'm curious, is it open to the masculine in a lesbian relationship, let's say, or again, somebody who identifies as a man in terms of that stuff. So sometimes I've been involved with, with men's groups as well. I've had two um, other men's groups um, leaders on my, my own, my other podcast, Bono's health, which was Dan Doty of every man helped start every man. Now he does, uh, I think he's done the father's group. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Um, and then there was Lee Povey who's in the, you're, and you're in California too. Uh, Lee is in uh, Long Beach, I believe. Um, and he has a company called Maximize Your Potential. And I was actually in his men's group for almost two years um, before I became a father. When I, I, when I became a father, I switched to running my own dad's group actually for a uh, relatively new dad. So I'm curious to kind of jump into that as well in some capacity. But I'm, back to the original question is, uh, is there any distinction in that, again, masculine, feminine? And, and, and uh, you know, how does that differ from, again, for, for people who aren't familiar uh, in, into the male-female kind of uh, paradigm? Yeah, thanks, Bo. I'll do my best to uh, articulate what I mean when I speak about masculine and feminine. I'm not talking about gender. Um, each of us has uh, masculine and feminine energy. Uh, for most of us, one is usually more dominant than the other or overdeveloped, whereas one might be underdeveloped. For example, I, I grew up and I was more in my feminine energy. I was more, f I was more uh, feeling and sensitive and more in touch with my emotions as a little boy. And uh, at the age of 13, when you're developing testosterone, that's when my dad moved out. So I had more of, of a feminine development, which is probably what led me to more artsy, fartsy type of things. And it wasn't until way later in life that I started developing more of my masculine energy. So just to be clear, um, Man on Fire Rising is a company that works uh, specifically with men. We work with women in relationship to the men, but we work with men. There are men that are heterosexual. There are men that are homosexual. In, uh, that come to our company. This is about helping a man find a healthy integration between his masculine and his feminine energy. When I refer to masculine, I'm referring more to the part of us that can be direct, that can get right to the point, that's looking for the finish line, that knows how to go from point A to point B. When we're talking about the feminine, we're talking about wants to stop and smell the flowers, wants to be in the process, wants to be in the journey, is not goal-oriented, more sensitivity, more feeling. And we, we have both of these energies, but again, for most of us, there's an imbalance. And more often than not, one of those energies is our core energy. The problem that I find is that most of us are living out of integrity with our core energy. So for example, if I lived, the, if I lived my whole life just in my feminine energy, I would have been avoiding my true nature, which is masculine. And... Um, the whole idea is to bring me back to my core. Now, why does somebody get away from their core energy? A hurt, a wound, and a trauma. A hurt, a wound, and a trauma would take somebody completely away. So this is very controversial. I'm just going to say it anyway. But take, for example, um, a little girl that gets uh, molested by her uncle or by her father. And here's this sweet, innocent, pure child that just wants to blossom into her feminine energy. Well, she might grow up having no faith and no trust whatsoever in the masculine, and she might have to harden and she might have to go more into her masculine energy because it wasn't safe to show her feminine energy. Then she might be telling the world that she's gay, and the reality is she might not be gay. She very well may be, but, the, but she also might have gone into that realm simply as compensation because it was a survival instinct to get away from the pain of not being able to trust the masculine. So is she really gay or is it possible that she had to go more into the masculine energy and only will be with women because of the hurt and the wound and the trauma that she suffered? I'm not talking that this is the case with, with every single person. I'm just giving you an example that more often than not hurts, wounds and traumas early on in our childhood will get us out of balance with our core energy and take us down a path of compensation which isn't really who we are. It's more of a mask that we've worn as a compensation. So, so Dave, you and I are, are in the same age bracket. Uh, Bo's a little younger than us. How hard is it to get someone in our age bracket into this type of thing? Because this is for for our age bracket. It was you know suck it up and 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 man up. That's pretty much what we grew up with. Suck it up, man up. It doesn't matter if you're hurt. You got to get to the next step. How hard is it to get our age group? 
more open to this whole concept. Well, I'm going to answer your question a little bit differently than you're asking it, David, which is one of the lessons that took me 50 plus years to learn in life is that not everybody is looking for what you're offering. And to get to a place of uh, being in the celebration of the beauty of that, that people will find what they need to find to match where they're at in their own life. And so we're not out to have every single man become a part of Man on Fire. We're, we're looking for a very specific type of man that is committed to up-leveling his masculine leadership, that wants to use the past hurts, wounds, and traumas as leverage to more powerfully show up for humanity and give his gifts to the world. And so not every guy is necessarily looking for that. So I, I'm not out to convince or anything of that nature with a man. It's more, here's our message. And for those that are supposed to find it and hear um, the transmission that's coming through, they'll find their way to exactly what I'm doing. Just like there's, you know, th hundreds of different uh, forms of martial arts and chiropractic, you, you find the one that resonates for you based on where you're at at that stage of your life. Yeah, no, right on. Uh, so, you know, talk to me, let's get into your process. Um, someone comes and see you, what are they going to go through? I come and see you, I've decided that I want to get in. What am I, what is, what are the steps in the process of me getting into man on fire and what do I have to do other than be open and honest with myself? Well, you, you're trying to get, get me to give away my secret. I'm not asking for all the secrets. I'm just saying. Well, David, it's kind of where you would never really understand what it is we do until you go through the experience, right? Okay. Like you could teach a kid all you want about the oven is hot, don't touch it. And Bo with a newborn, you're going to see that one day the kid's going to touch the oven and then they understand heat. Okay. So what's consistent at my programs, and I haven't found a way to really uh, know how to solve this problem and feel free to call me on the side, is every guy, and we've had thousands come through our four-day immersion, will say, oh my God, I had no idea it was going to be like this. This beyond exceeded my expectations. I would have paid 10 times what I paid to come to this program. So I haven't found a way to convey that. What I can tell you is that nobody gets to come to one of our programs until they speak to a coach and we flush out a conversation to see if there's alignment. And um, during the four days, you'll, you'll have to come and experience one of my programs to actually get the answer to that question. Um, there are, there's healing work that we do. There's transformational breakthrough processes. There's um, the ability to grow your empathy, your compassion, and your presence. Like a common thing that guys will share uh, from a program is I've never learned to be more present. I've never felt so open in my heart. I've never felt so much love. I've never felt so seen. I've never felt so much empathy and compassion. I've never felt this level of, of raw and authentic power that I could harness. So it, it's really waking a guy back up to who he always was, but from the different uniqueness of his upbringing and the hurts and the wounds and the traumas just got further off path from who he really is. And there's nothing more beautiful than waking up to the remembrance of who you are. Nothing more beautiful in this world to just to come home to the real you. But so many of us have so much shame, so much guilt, so many masks that we're wearing, you know, the pleaser, the yes man, turning her into mom. Uh, maybe you become stoic and, and you don't feel, maybe you become the rock and you're the, um, or the gaslighter. But we, we have all these masks that we wear. And to just finally take off those masks and just be naked and raw and exposed as a real you and be seen and witnessed and celebrated, that's what men are hungry for. So I'll follow up with that and ask, now, I'm not going to put Corona on the spot here to say, let's say Corona does not have a lot of the things you're describing as the negative mass. Again, you know, having been friends with Corona for a long time, he's an excellent human being. Uh, he's, he's aware of who he is in this world, all that kind of stuff. Maybe we have never gotten as deep as, as we need to get. But a couple, two, two main things I want to know here is, and, and again, it ties into a lot of the stuff we talk about, fit care is my business. So I'm saying, hey, if you focus on your physical fitness as well as, Connection mindset is, is two of the five pillars of health. Um, and it sounds like those are two of the things that get lost um, in how we present in the world. And like you said, you, you bring it back to hurt, wound, trauma. The traditional model there, right, is is going to therapy. 
going to psychotherapy. Obviously, this is an alternative to that. And we're all about that at the Demand Better podcast. So we're saying yeah. demand better from psychotherapy. My wife is a psychotherapist, and I'm sure she'd have some very strong things to say about this whole concept. And, you know, she does get into when uh, there, there's definitely alternative things that work that aren't, you know, that, yeah, PhD and fucking results. Uh, you know, let's go. But <laughs> uh, in, in terms of that system, you know, again, especially men, to your to Corona's other question about 55 year old men, uh, that generation, uh, you know, my generation is a little different, but but we're not too far apart. But the concept of like, I'm not going to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not going to sit in a room with a bunch of other men and talk about the hurt I have or that kind of stuff. So I guess my question is, is let's put Corona on the spot and say, like, if he's relatively healthy, he's not in crisis, which is kind of that piece of therapy when it's like maybe a man is willing to, OK, you're on the verge of divorce or, you know, whatever the thing is, that's when you go seek some kind of help. You're, you're, the, the example you gave up of someone who already tried to possibly kill himself, um, you know, that, that suicide is a huge thing. And not to bring up Liver King, but that's one of the other things that's very time, you know, he, he, he likes to bring up that, that the same kind of problem. He went about it a very different way. We're not going to go into Liver King right now, but I think that's a fun aside for, <laughs> for another time. But what, what would it take for a man who's not in crisis it sounds like you're aiming more for the, the, the men that are in crisis, ready to make a change. Um, is there some space for, I assume there is space for it, but I guess, how do you, like, I think it goes to Corona's question as a follow-up of like, how do you get to that person from, maybe you've looked into it as a marketing kind of perspective, but um, it's hard to, again, get guys to be like, hey, I'm searching for this thing and, and these are the guys who are going to give it to me. So I'm just, that, I, it's, it's a very fun conversation to have and i think it's very vital which is why i started my own dad's group to just kind of connect with men and provide that support so i, I think there's a question in there somewhere and, uh, and david i'm gonna just piggy on that because there's as far as racially do you see also in change in terms of bo's question do you see a difference in the in the races in terms of latino black go ahead yeah uh we have men of all different uh, races, religions, cultures, color, and, and man on fire. The, the common thread that links all of us is uh, respect and love. So we're not we're not really interested in what somebody's religion is. If it's going to create separation, we're the common the commonality is we're all here to grow. Um, I'm going to answer your question, Bo, and, and I'm going to say um, one of the things about man on fire is it, it's not about forming friendships. It's about forming what we call a soul ship. Friends can know each other their whole life, but they might not know each other's deepest, darkest secrets, and they might not uh, hold each other to the fire. A soul ship is, I don't really care about liking you or being liked by you. You just told me and showed me the real you, and I'm going to hold your ass to the fire. I'm going to hold you accountable to living into your true potential. So we have relationships that are, that are formed about, that are based on holding a man to who he really is. With that said, there, there are more guys in crisis out there than guys will admit. So somebody might initially come in saying, hey, I want to up-level my masculine leadership in the different domains of my life, from my marriage to my mission and my purpose to my health to my finances, whatever it is, there, there's different categories that men want to grow in. They, very few have them all handled. And if they have them all handled, they're probably not looking for me. Um, they're probably leading a seminar. But... Even the guys that seem to have their shit together, when you put them in a room where guys are being vulnerable and sharing stuff from their childhood, it's amazing what gets unveiled. It's amazing what comes to the surface. It's amazing how certain things that they might have been blind to all of a sudden become illuminated. So as much as someone might say, well, I don't really have problems, more often than not, I would say bullshit. I have 25 years of, of working in the healing and transformational space. I don't know anyone that doesn't have problems. I don't know anyone that hasn't buried secrets. I don't know anyone that doesn't feel on some level like they're a fraud or like they're a fake or a phony, at least a part of them. And I don't know anyone that doesn't think deep down, I have more to give the world and more potential that I could access. So while the starting point for many men that might find us might be a problem catalyzed them reaching out, not every guy initially comes for that reason. And certainly the men that stay don't stay for that reason. They stay because they're seeing the growth in their life and they want, and they're hungry for more. I'm fine. I have no problems. <laughs> now, now, now you can't say that statement anymore. No. But Bo, Bo, we all have problems, Bo. Just, just, it's okay. You can open up. It's okay. 
It's a I'm safe good. space with Dr. Dave and myself. Like you said, I'm, I'm leading a group. So now you yeah. know I, I have no problems. So, so David, um, <laughs> how do people find you? How do people find you? Is, just, is it just the internet? I, I went through all your stuff. I, the advertising, the man on fire thing is great. Nice picture too. It's a beautiful picture. But um, how do how do most people come? Is it is it referral? Is it is it just like a like I go online and what would I type up to find man on fire? Like if I was doing a Google search, what would I be looking for? Yeah. So most men find us because we're all over the different. Um, social media platforms. So somebody might type in manhood or masculine or leadership, um, masculine energy, and um, they'll land on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. And I have literally, I'm not exaggerating, thousands of hours of free content that is really supportive of a guy at, you know, at a starting point. And then as I shared earlier, for guys that want to take a deeper dive, and um, want a higher level of support, want more eyes and hands on them, want to be held accountable. And you know this, David, from your, your previous life, like anyone could go to the gym and train, but you're never going to train as hard as if you had a trainer pushing your ass. And I remember you back in the days of New York Sports Club, like no one got away with selling themselves short because you, you had a high standard for them and you wouldn't allow them to sell themselves short. So how guys find us mostly is social media. Then, of course, for, for the thousands of men that have really had amazing success stories in our community, they're constantly referring guys to our program. And then it's just a snowball effect. Like um, last year was pretty much waiting lists, you know, to get guys into an event. That's a great quality problem to have. But um, the easiest way is to just go go online, manonfirerising.com or go on, type in David Mailer's Man on Fire on Facebook and just start absorbing some of the material. And if you're really resonating with uh, what we're putting out there, then there's always an opportunity to click on something that says apply for a discovery call with one of our coaches. And uh, that's where we flush out whether or not we feel one of our programs is the right fit for you at this point in time. How many programs do you have? What do you mean by that? I ask you it a little said, different. You said, you said um, one of your programs. So how many programs do you have? Um, or is it just one, one program? an overall program um, that you have, or do you have numerous programs depending on where you are in, in, in your hurt or, or where you are um, emotionally? Understood. So uh, we start off where there's lots of free content that's out there as I've been sharing. Um, then we have workshops that we do occasionally like a 47 or $97 workshop, a six, seven hour thing that I'll do on zoom. Then we have uh, coaching programs that start anywhere from $2,000 and can go all the way up into the six figures. So to answer your question directly, we have two main coaching programs. Once a guy comes to a coaching program, he's, he's extended an invitation to join us for a year-long journey in our inner chamber. But two coaching programs, and then beneath that, we have workshops that are very affordable. And then beneath that, we have all the free content that's out there. We, we've thought of how can we help everyone? You know, somebody that can barely pay their rent and somebody that has the means financially and, and wants that higher level of support. We've, we cover it from A to Z. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Bo, you have another, any other questions for David? Yeah, we're coming up on a little bit of time. I mean, yeah. some, a lot of different themes that came up. Um, I, I brought up Liver King. I am curious what your take is on that whole thing. And, and you know, one of the things that, again, I, I, I felt adjacent to some of the stuff you're talking about is this concept of toxic masculinity. That's a common kind of buzzword in the last few years, obviously, after the Me Too movement and and things like that. So yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I was just looking up some of your, your, your videos and things like that. How do you feel about that term? Is it, is it something you guys address? Is it kind of just other, you know, social media stuff that you don't really pay attention to? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll answer your question in maybe a little bit different way. Like I did earlier with David. Um, number one, I don't have any opinion about the liver King. I think that, um, Anytime that somebody is not being fully forthright with what he puts out into the world, there's always going to be repercussion to that. And um, his journey is his journey. As far as um, toxic masculinity, uh, I'll put it more in the context of most men have disassociated or disconnected from the emotions that we call anger, rage, and frustration. And we were probably taught at a young age that if we acted and acted out a certain way, mom or dad would withdraw their love from us. 
So many men have this primal raw energy that they've stuffed down and pushed down and they've never learned how to get with those emotions in a very healthy way where you could use the emotion as leverage for change or even leverage for um, giving your, of your heart more to the world. And so later in life, guys get strokes, they get heart attacks, they get multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, uh, you name it, they get all sorts of health challenges because you have all these emotions, all this energy that's been bound up and it doesn't know how to be liberated. So when I think of toxic masculinity, um, my definition is more when emotions are coming up for a man and he doesn't know how to express them in a way where he doesn't harm himself and he doesn't harm somebody else and he doesn't project that onto something or someone, that's what's happening in the world, that guys haven't been taught, how do I get with these feelings? How do I get with these emotions where I don't do harm to myself or somebody else? And Man on Fire is extraordinarily passionate about teaching men how do you allow those emotions that got pushed down come to the surface and actually learn how to use it as a catalyst to give more love as opposed to express yourself in a way that could harm you or harm others? Now, most guys have a mindset that if I were to fully unleash the beast inside of me, if I were to let all this up, I have two fears. One, I might kill somebody. Two, those that are close to me will withdraw their love because they'll see me as a monster and an animal. So a guy either pushes that all the way down and then it's more socially appropriate to get the heart attack as opposed to how about you learn how to get with those feelings and those emotions that got stuffed. So you're not passive aggressive, you're not aggressive aggressive, but you can learn to be with these feelings and these, and these emotions to help be leveraged for change and to further open up and flower your heart. That's what we're teaching men because the, the emotion is going to find you. And for most guys, it's finding them in an unhealthy way. It's either the heart attack or it's harming somebody else. What if you could actually learn to get with those emotions in a constructive way? Yeah. I know what you're thinking, Corona. Sign me up. I want to come to one of your programs. I feel you. Well, listen, I already know Corona's you got not there yet. I feel you though. Okay, but but David, I already know that you have an you have a program coming up in Dallas, right around the corner, that there's signups going on right now. So don't think I don't know. I know what you're doing, Mr. Dr. Mailer. Um well that, just to be clear. That's just a little one-day event led by one of our coaches. That's not the four-day immersions that we're referring to. The next four-day immersion is is towards the end of January, and that's in uh, Lake Arrowhead in California. How many how many places um, outside? Of, like you're going to Dallas now. Do you go all over the country? You're doing New York Day. You went Florida Day. You went Superior Colorado Day. Where? Dave, have, have you gone to um, seminars? I have. Okay, so I've gone to seminars in Costa Rica, India, Fiji, meaning when you're hungry for something, you go to where the seminar is. Because guys are always saying, oh, when are you coming to Minnesota? When are you coming to Texas? Well, I'm like, we're not. When are you getting off your ass and actually deciding that growth is the most important thing to you? So we currently do events on the East Coast and West Coast, primarily Connecticut, New York, Westchester area, somewhere in California. So you're saying they, Corona has no excuse because you're within like a train ride from wherever he is. And, that's and you're actually result. accommodating him. And he's also saying you need to get off your rear end and get your butt out to California. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, yes, we're going to eventually have local chapters in different states and different countries. That's, you know, more of the, the long-term vision. But it, for now, you know, 10 events minimum per year and generally on the East and the West Coast so that we can accommodate, you know, and make it a little bit easier for travel. But you're talking to a guy that flew halfway around the world to get to the seminars you wanted to be at. So I don't have empathy for guys that are like, well, when you come here, I'll come. Like what that really means is I'm not ready. That's great. It's a great answer. It's like people saying, I tried. Uh, we're we're so try. loaded with excuses and reasons and stories and justifications, which really means we're just not committed. It's okay. You're not committed right now. So, so since we're coming up on the time, so I want I want you to give our listeners something they can take away, um, and then tell us where they can find you. Even though we got something below, I'll let you re reiterate that before we wrap this all up. And you've been fabulous, man. Go. Thank you, brother. So a, a takeaway that that I would love your listeners uh, a gift that I'd love to give them is to recognize that. The thoughts that you have in your head, number one, you're not the only, you're not the only person that has those thoughts. That the average man will have anywhere from 5,000 to 50,000 thoughts per day. And 99% of those thoughts are toxic. 
they're trying to take you down uh, a road or a street or lead you to an island called how the hell did I screw up my life from affairs to porn to weed to alcohol, any other vices that you use. These thoughts, we call them the pirates. And in, in the man on fire world, we teach the men that you have to recognize the thoughts are not you. And if you're not the thoughts, then the question to consider is, well, who are you if you're not the thoughts? And what I want to leave you with, the gift, is that you're the person that gets to observe the thoughts as opposed to the person that's actually thinking the thoughts. And if you could recognize that thoughts are just thoughts, just like clouds pass over my head, I don't become attached to any cloud, thoughts are just something that's going to pass through. But eventually, as a man, you're going to have to learn to take back the helm of your own ship. You're going to have to learn to control your mind. You're going to have to learn to not follow these thoughts, just like the guy that almost took his life in the bathtub with a razor blade, where some of you listening right now might actually have someone that took their life. That's because they're believing the thoughts. And you're not even the thoughts. You're just the observer of the thoughts. So the thing I want to leave you with is to recognize that if you're having thoughts that are not healthy, don't believe them. Thoughts are a hell of a lot different than what comes through your heart, what's in your gut, like your primal, visceral, guttural instinct, your heart knowing, your soul knowing, your intuition. That no one can take from you. The thoughts, they will mess with you and they will lead you down a dark path. Take your power back from your thoughts. Don't believe your thoughts unless it's actually reminding you how amazing you are and unless your thoughts are driving you towards giving, loving, and serving humanity more. Don't believe the thoughts. They're all bullshit. And I'll say I've done a lot of spiritual work and I don't want to take anything away from, again, your company business and I don't want to simplify it down to a book, but Awareness by Anthony DeMello. I don't know if you've, you've read that yourself, but um, Tim Ferriss is the one that I'll give credit to for, he said he has like a stack of them in his house. Anytime someone comes by, he just, he gives him a, a copy. They're like nine bucks on Amazon. Um, I found that to be, it's, it's kind of in whatever 90 pages, spreading out those messages of, of a lot of what you're saying of awareness of who we are and what you can control and what you can. And stoicism's become a really popular thing as well. And a lot of the tenets of that come back to pretty much what you just said in, in my oversimplification. And, and I'll, I will, I'll, I'll share this, be a little authentic myself. And I was joking around about not needing any, any help or whatever. And again, I've led many seminars and many different things and all that good stuff. But um, I would, I would totally, uh, you know, jump, jump into a course tomorrow uh, I'll, I'll, I will use the 11 week old I have in the other room as a little bit of an excuse and, and the wife that we have no support and no family to watch the baby and all that excuses. But I do want to come back to the fact that in the past, I have explored a lot of these concepts. And in my business, I have explored the fact that, again, trying to run my own business um, and, and go to different cities and set up shop and try to see how I connect with people um, that I tend to struggle connecting to the masculine energy. And the feminine energy seems to be much more likely to want to work with me. Um, and I think there's a lot there. And, I, I, you know, again, we could do a whole probably five hour breakdown of all, everything I just said there. And I'm sure uh, I, I can tell, you know, we, we can do a really deep dive there. I don't know if you have like a 30 second thought on that other than, um, you know, again, I, 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 it's something I continue to explore. It's something that um, was one of the first topics I brought up in the dad's group that I started of like, Let's let's talk about roles, gender roles, father, child, like what do we want for our children, all that kind of stuff, but also how we show up for our children uh, so we can be better fathers, we can be better husbands, we can be better partners, we can be better to ourselves, give ourselves the oxygen mask before we help anyone else. So those are some of the things that, that I'm, I'm thinking about here. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, that masculine, feminine, how business and and if you if you've seen stuff like that, where uh, from that perspective of when I hear that, like, cause I hear certain things again, like as a chiropractor, as a physical therapist, I know, Oh, I'm hearing this hurts when I do this and that like, sounds like this diagnosis. So I don't know if you have something like that, that, that comes up from what I just shared or even from this hour of getting to know each other. Um, but I'd love to, I'd love for you to use me as a, as a, uh, you know, let, let it out, man. I'm sure you got some, some first impression <laughs> feelings, let it out. Diagnose me. Yeah, so Bo, a, a few things along the lines of what you shared. Number one, and, and, and I think both you and David would likely feel aligned with what I'm about to say, which is there's such a difference between someone who is in the stands at a sport sporting event, the jet game when they're beating up on the bills, as opposed <laughs> to someone who's down on the field. Oh, yeah. it's, it's night and day to be in the stands or behind your TV than down on the field, the battlefield. It's night and day to read a book 
than to actually go to a live seminar where you're in the energetics and the vibration and the frequency of that event. One of the problems that we have, just like you've, you've cited a few books, and, and I, of course, almost all listeners have read David Dita uh, books, you know, Way of the Supreme, phenomenal information. But we're not short on information. We're short on fucking action. Okay, people that are fat don't have a lack of information. They have a lack of willpower and they need support. They need a coach. They need a trainer. They need an expert. They need to be on the battlefield. They don't need to be reading more. They need to be getting dirty and doing the work. You can't help people that aren't ready to do the work, that aren't ready to be visible and vulnerable. So that's why I shared earlier, like Man on Fire is not for everyone. Certain people want to hide behind information because they feel good about the information. But the pain is if you're not living that information, you don't know it. You don't know it until your life shows it. And that's the problem right now that too many people have information, but they're not living the information. Man on Fire is putting an end to that. We're helping guys get this information in their body. So if you ask me to sum up, like, what's my mastery? What's Man on Fire all about? Take all the shit that you've been learning, distill it into your body. Because when you own it in your body, you'll own it in your life. So if you're asking me to diagnose you, the diagnosis is simple. You're fucking awesome. You're an amazing dude. And you have many gifts to give this world. And I'm excited about what's coming What's coming uh, to the world's way. I'm, I want to say this before you close up, Dave. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But they, your, your last point is something that I say all the time. They've kind of dumbed down everything that we do now online. Everything's online. Everything's online. When you're in person, you're dealing with someone, especially in the, in the training world. When I work with somebody, I'm hands on. I can I can show you how to change a movement, and it's there's a difference between doing something online where you can detach yourself than being with someone in person where you're going to be held accountable. People can see how you how you look, how you react, and you can call them on that while you're sitting behind a screen. You can actually hide. So I think that um, I get that, and I think that's awesome. I really 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 do. We're gonna have to bring you back because we're gonna, we're short on time. So uh, first of all, that's a wrap. I can't thank Dr. Mailer enough. Um, it's the he it's it's the founder of Man on Fire, Dr. David Mailer. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you, fam. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy day to be with us today, and thank you for your continued support of the Demand Better podcast. If you like us, you can you could you could um you can grow our our group by liking, sharing by sharing the pod. You can also write a review or give us five stars whenever you get the podcast. Whenever you get your podcast, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks, Dr. Mailer.